Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he's doing in your life. We have moved into the completed Minster space on Southwater Square in Telford and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday. We're opposite Wilco's and above Novella Lounge. How many times have you gathered someone, maybe around your phone or a computer or, or something, and said, there's this video, you've just got to see it? Maybe it's a video of, I don't know, like a little baby who's just had a hearing implant and they can suddenly hear their mum and dad for the first time. Maybe it's a dog who rides a skateboard. Maybe it's a video of someone squeezing a horrendous spot and it just goes everywhere and it's... Videos like that offer so much promise, don't they? And often there's a bit of a prequel to the video and it just says, wait for it. Does anyone get shown those reels or uh, TikToks where it's like, wait for it, wait for it? It tells us to wait for it, that there's something coming and there's something that's worth waiting for. Wait for it, wait for it. It's the promise that there's something yet to come. And maybe sometimes we scroll past these videos and draw the wrong conclusions and think, oh, I can't be bothered to wait for this. It looks boring. And then you, you scroll past it and you're like, oh, I should have gone back. Maybe I, and it just holds you, doesn't it? It makes you think, oh, no, I'm going to stay with this because something good is coming. It's going to be good. Maybe that spot is going to make the most horrendous uh, like pus coming out of it and it'll make me squirm. Or maybe that dog's going to do an incredible trick on this skateboard. We stay with it because we know there might be something worth waiting for. But as humans, generally, we have a pretty negative perspective when it comes to waiting. We're pretty rubbish at it, aren't we? I I just made you wait for about a minute before I started speaking. I wonder how many of you were like, nah, this isn't for me, looking around the room, thinking, oh, I could have been sat um, at home, or I could have been sat in the park, could have been going for a walk, could have been doing something else, rather than sitting here waiting for Laura to speak. Maybe you felt awkward. We don't really have much patience, do we, as humans? And if you said to someone, what are some of the things you love? I don't think anyone's going to say, I love waiting. It's not, it's not something we enjoy, is it? It's, we're not very good at being patient. We don't like it when a web page doesn't load very quickly. We don't like it when we're waiting to get things sorted in our life, when things are hard, when we're suffering. We don't like waiting for the time for something to happen. We don't like it when we're put on hold. I mean... Some of my most frustrating moments are when I call someone up about something that's not working or something that needs sorting, and you get put on hold, and you get that aggravating music in the background, and you're just sat there waiting endlessly with no end in sight to someone answering the problem on the phone. We just don't like to wait. And yet, think about how much of our lives involve waiting. We cross the road. We wait at traffic lights. Some people here are waiting to have a baby. Maybe we're waiting when we're applying for a job, waiting for an answer. 
Maybe we're waiting for medical tests. Maybe we're waiting to meet someone and have a meaningful relationship. We don't really like waiting, but it's built into our humanity. And every day we live, there will be moments when we need to be patient and we need to wait. And waiting when we're suffering can be really, really hard. And that's what James is talking about in today's passage. And in so many times throughout the Bible, we can see how suffering helps people see things through a different lens. So when they're patient in suffering, it helps them see things differently. And even the death of Jesus shows us that suffering can be transformed. And in so doing, God transforms us in our waiting too. He intends for us to have a different perspective on the world word patience than those around us who don't know God. Throughout the Bible, apparently patience is mentioned 70 times. It's quite an important thing. And as Christians, God commands us to be patient and to wait. From God's perspective, patience, having patience is a good thing. And yet here's the challenge. Most of us usually think that waiting is a bit of a waste. Think that having patience about things can be a bit wasteful with our time. We don't like to wait. We don't want to wait. And of all of the fruits of the Spirit, which are like gifts from God, we embrace lots of them. We embrace love. We talk about love all the time. We talk about peace. We talk about joy. But patience, do we really, really seek that? Do we really, really want to work on having more patience? So James here, in wrapping up this letter that we've been working through over the summer, in verses 7 and 8, we're looking at the back end of a theme that he began all the way right at the beginning of this letter. Matt kicked us off in May. If you weren't here and you want to listen back, you can check out the sermon series on our podcast or on our website. There's a link to it. In chapter 1, at the beginning of this book, um, James says this. He says in verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. I mean, who would like to be in a position where we don't lack anything? James is giving us the answers here, and he's wrapping it back up at the end of this book. So James is talking about this theme of perseverance, of steadfastness, of patience, and it's the teaching that he's bringing it here to a close in chapter 5. And throughout his teachings, throughout this book we've been working through, he's tried to help us to live with things in the real world. We've talked about how, we've, we've heard about how he says, be quick to hear and slow to speak, and how we should let anger just settle and not let it win the day, how we should love each other equally, equally and not speak in a way that neglects God how we should seek after God and be countercultural in how we use the gifts that we have and the money that we have access to and now today he's reminding us how we can be patient no matter what we're walking through no matter what we're walking through and it helps us to understand three particular things we need to remember when life is hard there's probably lots of us who are waiting for something right now. Maybe you're waiting for results. Maybe you're waiting for a job or to finish a course or to find a new place to to settle or to find somewhere to live or for an appointment or to start something new. There might be things that you're hoping for 
and things don't quite always work out as you hoped. Maybe there were things that you were wanting and longing for and you look back over the last couple of years and think, it just hasn't worked out as I hoped. And we are called to have patience in those times. When suffering comes our way, we're called to have patience. And throughout all of our lives, we're going to have times where we're called to be patient and to wait. So James is addressing what we can do when we're in that season. And he talks about three things. So the first thing is patience in suffering. The second thing we're going to look at is perseverance in suffering. And then thirdly, how we are called to have pure integrity. I wrote this talk with um, one of our work experience students who's been with us this week. And we were thinking, how can we help people remember this? And so we came up together with three Ps. So hopefully you're going to remember the three Ps today. And we can do all of this because we have purpose. We have purpose because we have Jesus. So first of all, patience. Waiting is hard because we crave certainty, don't we? If we know what to expect, we can hopefully prepare for it and we can most likely get by okay. If we're uncertain about what tomorrow might bring or what's going to happen, we're less likely to, to feel comfortable in ourselves and feel comfortable waiting for that thing. But very often, suffering comes our way unexpected. We don't expect to suffer. We don't expect things to come our way that throw us off course or that make things harder for us. It's not what we hope for, and it's not what we pray for. And none of us like to suffer. But in today's passage, notice the word that is mentioned three times in those first couple of sentences. Patience. James uses the metaphor like of a farmer waiting for crops and for rains. And I don't know if any of you have ever planted something or have seen gardening or watched a garden program um, or have a garden at home, but when we plant things, we have to wait. Just like the farmer in this passage that James has used as an example. We're dependent on rain. We're dependent on the rhythms of the natural world that involve having patience and waiting. Waiting for seeds to germinate, then waiting for the plants to grow, and then for the fruits of hard labor. It takes time, and it takes rain, and it takes light. It takes the natural world to take its course. Maybe you're in a season in your life where you feel like you're waiting for the rain where the good things that are going to help you grow are there at the edge, but you just can't quite get to them. And it is hard. It's hard to keep walking. When we're suffering, it is hard. But James says we can be patient because the Lord's coming is near. We can stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. And when the Lord comes, James is pointing to the fact that Jesus is returning and all things will be made new. We will not be suffering anymore. There will be no more pain, no more crying. And we have a purpose and a hope and a future. And as Christians, we can know that and be confident in that. So we can have patience when we're suffering. We might not know what tomorrow looks like or what our A-level results will bring or whether we might get blood tests that we didn't hope for. 
But we can have patience in waiting when we're suffering because we can be certain that we have resurrection through Jesus Christ. He will make all things new. So we can have patience when we're suffering. So next up, perseverance. Um, I'd really like a volunteer who would like to, to be getting really, really nice and strong. Is there anyone who wants to help me out? Or am I going to have to pick someone? <laughs> anyone, anyone, anyone. Oh, Chris, well done. Thank you, Chris. Okay. So while we talk about perseverance, Chris is going to stand on the floor down here and he's going to lock his elbows out and hold this weight plate above his head. Can you read how much that is, Chris? 10 kg. 10 kilograms. So get on the floor. Okay. How does that feel? It's good. It's good? Okay. So let's see how he feels in a few minutes' time. Uh, so perseverance. James takes us back in this part of the passage, doesn't he? Can you notice he talks about prophets and he talks about Job. I don't know if any of you know about the prophets in the Old Testament or about Job's story, but just a quick little overview of Job. Job is a book of poetry in the Bible that tells us about um, a story of a man called Job. Um, some people say Job. It is, I think it is Job. Um, and Job intru- is introduced in this book uh, in a poetry about as being like a really super good guy, an upright man who does good stuff and is righteous and does what God wants, and he's really blessed. And um, in the beginning of this book, we're taken to a, a picture of um, like a heavenly courtroom where you've got God and you've got heavenly beings. And one of the heavenly beings is called the Satan or the prosecutor or accuser. And God presents Job as a truly righteous man to these heavenly beings. And, and this Satan says, well, he's only good because you've blessed him. And he's being rewarded. And God is challenged to let Job suffer and see how righteous he actually is when life gets hard. And Job's story is a really, really miserable one in this book of poetry. It's a story about a faithful man who goes through immense suffering. And he's still able to stand and honour God and come to him at the end of it all. Job's fortunes at the end of the book are restored and his family are restored. And the poetry about Job's story can encourage us too. And James here is taking us back to that place. He's saying that just as the prophets in the Old Testament, just as Job persevered, we too are called to persevere. It can encourage us when we encounter suffering to trust God's wisdom. We might not understand why we're walking through what we're walking through at the moment. We might not understand why things are painful, why there's war, why there's cancer, why we have to cope with the situations that we find ourselves in. But we can persevere because we can trust God's wisdom, the creator of the universe, who has the fuller picture. Getting heavy? You feeling like you need to dance around at all of it yet? (laughs) Okay. Now, we can persevere because we have purpose. As Christians, we have purpose. He reminds us that we've heard of Job's perseverance, that we've seen what God has brought about because God is full of compassion and mercy. We can persevere because we have purpose in knowing what God has done for us. Now, a few years ago, um, we went through a bit of a hard time um, as a family. Um, 
We have a wonderful daughter, Caitlin, who is here today. Um, but we felt like God was calling us to extend our family. And um, we decided, actually, that we felt that God really wanted us to adopt a child. And that process was really, really hard and tough and long. And um, it just came, we came across obstacle after obstacle. And um, after about three or four years, we were approved as adoptive parents. And we thought, yes, this is it. They've told us to um, prepare a bedroom for the child that they're going to send to our house. And we had a bed ready with a new mattress on it and a bedroom all set up. We had toys that we'd been preparing and collecting and been told to expect a child to be arriving in our house at any point in the near future. But things just didn't work out like that. Inadvertently, a law was changed and it just got more difficult for them to place children. And they just, eventually, we, we started applying for children and we said, oh yes, I think this is right, this one's right. And then suddenly the door would be closed and it would be like, this is a no. How's it feeling, Chris? <laughs> well done. Keep those elbows locked out. Keep them locked out. And it was really, really hard. Every time I walked past that bedroom door, it was like losing something that we'd been promised that just hadn't come. And when we are suffering, it can be really, really hard to be patient. Are you suffering now, Chris? A little bit. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want to get those arms a break? Well done. <laughs> but it's a little bit... It's a little bit like holding um, a weight above our head, isn't it, sometimes? When we're suffering, it can feel really, really heavy. At first, we think, yeah, I can be patient with this. I can hold this up. I can be patient. I can withhold this. But as time goes on and we get hit after get time and time and time again, it just feels harder, doesn't it? But when I was preparing today, I was really reminded and struck by that last sentence in this passage there up on the screen the Lord is full of compassion and mercy and that is so true for us today and if we look to God and let him just lift that weight off us let him take that weight plate we don't need to carry it all on our own he is full of compassion and mercy and he will help us carry the things that we're carrying he will help us as we're walking through those things just as he helped Job in the, Old, in the Old Testament and the prophets that he's talking about here, he will help us with the weights that we are bearing, bearing and carrying. I might not know all the answers as to why we didn't end up adopting a child, but I can trust in God because I have purpose through knowing who I am in Christ. And I know God has compassion and mercy. I've seen how he's worked, and I've seen what he's done for us. Now, the last section of this passage talks about pure integrity. So another P, we kind of shoehorned into this a little, one, a little bit. It seems like a little bit of a sidestep, if you look at those words and remind yourself of what Beck read to us earlier. We can have patience in suffering. We're called to persevere. And now James is talking about having integrity and in what we're saying. But it's really important. He starts this section by saying, above all, because it's a big deal. It's really, really important. And he's trying to make the point that this is not something to be ignored. 
he's talking about here a practice that apparently was really common in the time when he was writing this at his teaching. Um, and it was when people took an oath to convince someone that they were telling the truth or keeping a promise. And I don't know if you've ever heard someone say something like, I swear on this stack of Bibles that I'm not lying, or I swear on my mother's grave um, that I'll pay you back next Thursday. It's that kind of thing that he's talking about here. And Jesus told Christians, don't do this. And James here is confirming that teaching. The issue here is about honesty, about having pure integrity and using our words well. Another, and I looked at another couple of translations of that last sentence here. Otherwise you'll be contemned. That way your language can't be used against you. If you can keep your word, you will avoid judgment. This is important, guys. How we use our words is important. We don't need to fluff stuff up. We don't need to swear on Bibles. We don't need to be like, no, um, I swear this on my mum's life. We just need a simple yes or no. Jesus is reminding us, James is reminding us here of Jesus' teaching that we don't need to be untruthful in anything we're saying. Just say the truth as it is. And we can have purpose in having pure integrity because our perspective is focused on the fuller picture of knowing that we're saved through Jesus. So James here reminds us in this passage to have patience when we're suffering, to have perseverance in suffering, and to have pure integrity. And we can do this because we have a purpose, a hope and a future through Jesus Christ. Now maybe you are sat here today and you are walking through a tough time at the moment. Maybe you feel like there are moments in your life where you've been on top of a mountain and you can see the full picture and be like really close to God. But at the moment, you're standing in a dark valley or looking into a cave and things are just hard. Maybe you're here and you're someone who really, really struggles with patience. You just want to get stuff done. You just want to move stuff forward but things are getting in the way and stopping you. Or maybe you struggle with perseverance. Maybe you weren't quite as good as Chris at holding that weight plate up in your mind and actually you would give up too easy. When things get tough, when rubber hits the road, are you someone who gives up easily? And maybe you're someone who struggles to tell the truth, the real truth, at the core of your being. And you just, something keeps getting in the way of that. Well, it's time, guys, for us to get ourselves right with God and understand that through our purpose in Jesus, that these things will come, that as we look to God, as we focus on him, we won't need to worry about how we're going to have patience or how we're going to have perseverance or how we can make sure we have pure integrity in, in who we are. If we look to God... He will take that weight off us and he will help us. So let's just take a moment to be patient and to wait for God.
Thanks for listening. We hope this time has blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telford Minster, follow us at Telford Minster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telfordminster.org.uk.